you everyone who took part in that, prepared that, and what a great weeks and weeks of practice, and then within 20 to, well, probably about 30 minutes, it's all done. So uh, what a great job preparing for that this morning. I'd like to uh, bring a short message to you, a brief message this morning. We should be done by about 2 o'clock, and... um, so we'll make, it, we'll make it brief. But the title of my message this morning is The Greatest Gift. The Greatest Gift. So if you have your Bible, turn with me to John chapter 3. Very familiar passage. John chapter 3, verse 16. I think many of you probably know that verse by heart. I know it was the first one that I learned growing up as a kid. And maybe many of you as the same. I'm sure that we could think of one of the greatest gifts that we received at Christmas time. It may be have been a, for the ladies, it may have been a beautiful, beautiful gold necklace with diamonds that your husband or your, your kids put together and they gave that to you on Christmas and you think, that was the greatest gift that I received on Christmas Day. Or it may be if the teens or Kids, it might have been an Xbox or Xbox 360 or whatever Xbox they have out nowadays. They change them every year. But it might have been all of the games that come with that Xbox. And you thought, man, that's the greatest gift that I ever received as a child. Or it might have been grandmas or mothers. It might have been cookware. Just You got some beautiful cookware, stainless steel So now that you can cook that Christmas meal with, and you're just thinking, this is just the greatest gift that I could receive. Man, I won't leave you out. It could have been the tool chest that your family went to Craftsman store and they bought just a wonderful tool chest filled with tools, and now your garage is all set. You have all the tools to take care of the jobs and needs that you have around the house. I think we all think of the greatest gift, but this morning I would like to speak to you about the greatest gift. And I emphasize the greatest gift. In this verse, John 3, 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. From that verse, we can see three specific things. We'll go through them quickly this morning. Number one, the giver of the gift. The giver of the gift, and that giver is God. Have you ever had a hard time finding the right and perfect gift for Christmas? I know I have. You get to the store, and you're walking the aisles, and you think, boy, for for this special person. I just need to find this perfect gift. And I think that's probably why I don't enjoy Christmas shopping like some of you do. Although I will admit, I was, the, I was one who went out on Thanksgiving. Don't throw stones at me. And I stood in line and I purchased what I thought to be the perfect gift. But I think of that, we can't never find the perfect gift for somebody, can we? James chapter 1, verse 17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, 
and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. From the text we see that God is offering us a special Christmas gift. For God so loved the world that he gave the creator of this universe, the one who put the stars in place, the one who put the moon in place and the planets in place. And last night as I was standing, getting a drink of water, the moon was just beautiful. Beautiful moon. Clear night, cold, clear night. I thought, man, our creator put that moon in its place. And then this morning as I get up and I look to the west out back, the beautiful moon is just starting to go down. Our creator put that in place. The creator who breathed breath into our nostrils and gave us the very life, he gave us a gift. The gift is something that can't be bought at Myers. it can't be bought at Walmart, it can't be bought at Macy's, it can't even be bought online. It's a gift that only he could give the world because he knew what the world needed most. Amen. He gave not only the perfect gift, but he gave the greatest gift. Secondly, let's look at that gift. What was that gift? He gave his only begotten son. Also, also that we could be free from the bondage of sin that we were born with. And so that we could have an eternal home in heaven with him. God gave what was most dear to him. He gave the very best. He gave his very best. Think about that. What was the best gift that you ever received for Christmas? What was the best gift that you ever gave for Christmas? I think back of one of the ones that sticks to my mind is when I was just, I was, I was young. I must have been, I don't know, first grade. But for several days and weeks before Christmas, my dad and my uncle, they would get together whenever work was done and they would go down in the basement and they started putting something together. I couldn't figure out what it was. It was a gift for my brother and I. And the days get closer, and man, we just could not wait for Christmas to get here because we get to see what they've been doing. They had the curtain across the door, so we couldn't see what it was, but we finally got to see on Christmas Day what that gift was. And it was a train set. And it wasn't just your ordinary small train set. This was a train set of all train sets. And it was all, all the track and all of the, the working lights and all of the, the trees and the houses and, and, and everything, just a city, a lumber mill. It was just beautiful. Man, I received that gift and my brother received that gift and that was such an awesome gift that my folks gave us. And I believe that was the very best gift that they could give us that year. But that doesn't compare to the gift that God gave. The gift that you've received that sticks out in your mind, that doesn't compare to the gift that God gave. 
Thirdly, it all came with a cost. That gift that I received on Christmas Day came with a cost. The gift that you're going to receive on Christmas Day comes with a cost. This year, an average household will spend $781 on presents strictly for Christmas. Just, just the presents. This year in the nation, we'll spend $465 billion, that's with a B, billion dollars on Christmas presents. You can buy all the greatest presents, you can buy all the greatest jewels and everything that goes with it, but it all comes with a cost. The gift that God gave came with a cost as well. It cost him his son. When we were born, we were born with sin in our lives and in our hearts, every one of us. And to pay the penalty for that sin, Jesus, God's Son, went to the cross for you, and He went to the cross for me. Romans 5.8 says, But God demonstrates His own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He was beaten. He was mocked. He was spit at. He had a crown of thorns put on his head, and they drove the thorns of them, of them, uh, them thorns into his head. He was beaten. And then they nailed him to a cross, where he died for you and me. A loving mother once saved her little girl from their burning house but suffered severe burns to her hands and her arms. When the little girl was, grew up, not knowing how her mother's arms became so, so seared, she was ashamed of, of the scarred and gnarled hands and always insisted that her mom wear long gloves to cover the ugliness of her hands and her arms. But one day, the daughter asked her mother how her hands became so scarred. And for the very first time, the mother told her the story of how she had saved her life with those hands. The daughter wept, of wept tears of gratitude and said, Oh, mother, those hands are beautiful, the most beautiful hands in the world. The blood of Christ may seem to be a grim and repulsive subject to those who do not realize its true significance. But to those who have accepted his redemption and have been set free from the slavery of sin, the blood of Christ is precious. The freed slave never forgets the overwhelming cost of his liberty and freedom. God gave the greatest gift. He gave that gift to you and he gave that gift to me to cover our sin and to give us eternal life. But my question to you today is if did you has there been a time in your life when you've accepted that free gift? I could come to my wife on Christmas day and I could hand her a beautiful present. But if she does not receive that present, 
It's not a gift. Some of you here today may have never accepted the gift that God gave through His Son, Jesus Christ. You've never accepted that gift. It's very simple. I call it the ABCs. We must admit that we are a sinner. We must admit that we were born with sin in our heart. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We have to admit that. We must believe. Acts 16.31 says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Thirdly, we must confess. 1 John 1.9 If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Have you accepted that gift? Has there been a time in your life when you've admitted your sin, you've believed, you've confessed your sin? If not, I'm going to give you that opportunity to do that today. It's very simple. Admit, believe, and confess. If I can have every head bowed and every eye closed, no one looking around, no one leaving, this is a very important time of the service this morning. And I'd like you to just search your heart this morning and say, you know what, has there been a time when I have accepted that free gift? And if you haven't, today's the day. Christian, are you sharing that gift? That God gave to us? How many people would here today say, you know what, John, there has been a time in my life when I've accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. Would you just raise your hand so I can see it, so I can rejoice with you on the main floor, on the balcony? Thank you. You can put your hand down. Not everybody could raise their hand this morning. And I just wonder this morning if there's some who would say, John, I've never accepted that, that free gift, but... I would like to do that this morning. Would you just raise your hand up so I can see it? On the main floor, anybody? Lift your hand high so I can see it. I don't see any. Anybody in the balcony this morning? Say, I'm not sure of my salvation. I don't believe I've ever accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. I don't see any hands, so I believe that everyone here is received Christ as their Savior, and I rejoice in that. But I just wonder this morning if there's some who would want to come forward at the at this close of the service and lay here at the front, maybe somebody who God has burdened you with, that you would share the gospel with them this coming week before Christmas. Would you do that when the music begins to play and we begin to sing? Let's all stand this morning.